Welcome to the TALON project. TALON stands for Teaching and Learning Online Network. As we adjust to the new COVID-19 reality, TALON provides a platform for sharing and discussing resources and practices for remote education. You can learn more at taloncloud.ca. Enjoy this episode. I have with me today, Dimitri, and I'm just going to let you introduce yourself. Um, tell us just a little bit about your background and how you fit into SAPL at the moment. Uh, thank you, Martina. My name is Dimitri Giannoulis. I am originally from Calgary. I have a background in geography, which I did out in Victoria. And now I'm in the second year of the planning program here. And this year, I'm the president for the SAPL Student Association. So sort of the transition over the summer. And now I'm uh, in that role with a bunch of awesome volunteers. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm studying from Calgary. And yeah, I think that should cover it for a brief intro. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. So obviously, we're all going through the weirdness of uh, learning during the pandemic right now. Uh, but you've also stepped into your student association president position during all of this as well. And uh, I'm sure you've seen a lot of changes on that front. So how have things changed uh, in general? And how has your learning changed for the 2020 year? Mm -hmm. um. Well, yeah, like, I guess when I originally sort of signed up for this role, it was still sort of like, oh, well, things will be normal by August or things will be normal by not that long. So I can talk more about that later, but it's more, that's, <laughs> that's not okay. really the question. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I definitely liked going into uh, school last year, um, but I was in a weird position last year where I was doing most of my work from the school computers just because I found it was better for the software than using my laptop. Um, and so I guess I didn't have as much of a studio experience as maybe everyone else last year, but I still definitely, I think I was, I was at school more than maybe average. Um, so it's interesting, like this year, I haven't been going to school as much, so that's different. Um, but yeah, so just Zooming with people, but I'm curious, um, like you said, you were going in using computers at school. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure that's obviously been a bit challenging to shift things from learning that way. Are you using the lab computers remotely at all? Or have you done that? No, I, because for this term, all I really had to use is Adobe Creative. It mm -hmm. was more like the AutoCAD. Well, like I did, you know, um, the pandemic last year sort of forced me to be like okay well I guess I can use Rhino on my computer and I found out it wasn't even bad oh, okay that's good and so that sort of just like upped my my confidence in being able to use these softwares on a Mac I just had that sort of like impression that it just probably won't work but probably will <laughs> yeah like I haven't had to use AutoCAD or any GIS on my laptop and so those would be the only sort of barriers for like particularly GIS is I think a bit more difficult but I haven't used I haven't really used the server like I, I tried it out but um, I have my Adobe my own Adobe so I don't really have much else of a reason to use it and it's a bit just just an extra step it's a little bit um, inconvenient so I haven't really used that. 
I'm glad you're able to obviously make things work and, and that we're not in a situation where you need those other softwares at the moment. So that's good at least. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So what do you think are some of the opportunities created by this shift to digital education? Um, affordability for people who don't have to move or live on their own. Like if, you know, uh, say they're in the Calgary region, then they wouldn't have to, you know, move so that they're not an hour away. Or uh, if you're elsewhere in the world, like if you have if you have somewhere else where you can live, like you're not forced to move. So there's that economic opportunity, I guess, mm-hmm. um, will play out differently for everybody. In terms of the actual learning, I think it's just like it's just a different format. So if we think about, it's just going from from one format to another, and, and uh, each one is maybe more depending what your personality is is sort of how it how well it works for you mm-hmm. um so it's just sort of a change and so yeah like uh, one of our instructors was talking about how how this does affect people differently depending on uh, how you learn what your personality is um and so overall i, I do feel like there are more constraints than opportunities mm-hmm. uh, you know it's uh it's different for everybody depending on what your style of learning is. Some people are overall pretty okay with it, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Have you, I guess just as an extension of that, I, I know with certain elements of it, I cope better than other people or I cope worse than other people mm-hmm. um, following what you're saying. So how has it been for you without getting too in-depth? Do you like it? Do you not like it? Um, I don't like it, but it's been fine. Yeah. I think we're all I just a, kind of surviving yeah, right <laughs> yeah and i think um a major thing is that like i'm fortunate because i where i'm living and with my partner in town like i'm still and a lot of a lot of friends in town that i can sort of hang out one-on-one with i don't need school for that social part mm-hmm. and also having the benefit of knowing all my peers in my cohort Yeah, I feel like we're really lucky being in um, second year in this position. I would imagine it's a whole different challenging element for students in their first year, for sure. I I completely agree. And I also have the benefit of, uh, you know, we put out that survey for the students about how's your Zoom experience and your workstation experience been. And Mm -hmm. so we had over 100 submissions. And so it was like 50 pages to read through. So I just read through that. And um, that's that's um i would totally agree with that people in 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 first year are having that hard time because they don't have those uh, social connections established it's harder and more awkward to uh meet people over zoom and uh propose social things over zoom or uh, in person if they're in town and they're comfortable with it you know so Mm -hmm. are there other challenges that you're seeing with remote learning beyond those social kind of aspects I definitely wonder if, like, I don't know, but, like, I wonder if I'm still learning less. Like, I just have a hard time paying attention. Yeah. Um, and it's difficult to, to, it's not easy. I'm not putting anything on the school, but it's not easy to, like, change the format of schedules. But uh, just that some of those longer time, block times that would work previously in person um, are mm-hmm. simply just sort of too long to this online format. And so it's, like, do you have less teaching hours overall or or what? But I'm definitely 
I'm sort of fidgety at the best of times, so this is just sort of worse. And uh, it's sort of nice to be able to turn off your camera and and get up and sort of just like do a quick stretch or or whatever. Uh, and so that's actually something you can't really do in class. <laughs> so yeah. I guess that's an opportunity. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's sort of a weird mix, right? Because we're spending so yeah. much more time at our computer. We're staring at a screen, but you can have this you've still got your personal space so you can get up and move if you need to. And I, I spoke with another student who was saying it's actually really good for her in that way that she can move around mm -hmm. and stretch and yeah. flail if she wants, cause she's not in a classroom. Right. So um, it's, it's the zoom burnout, but it's also the ability to have that control over your personal space, I guess. Right. Yeah. And um, that's it. Exactly. And, yeah, I just can't really pay attention and uh, like I just like I don't like I just don't cope with the so much screen time. Oh, what I was going to say was um, is that it's just so easy to just like pop open a new tab and just like check Facebook and just be so distracted. For sure. Um, and it's not even that I'm like sitting there and scrolling and like tuning out the lecture, but it's just like that sort of sense is always there. You know, it's harder to sort of get into it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a, yeah, I'm a sketcher in class, but I find that that doesn't actually detract from my learning. Whereas being on a computer, like you say, there's all these, all mm. these external sources that you can quickly get into and, and all of a mm -hmm. sudden your brain's somewhere else. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so what is your most used tool for remote learning? Uh, by far it's been Zoom. Yeah. And the and in the format of just sort of like single group lectures and questions. Mm -hmm. um, I would say about half the time with presentation material up and half the time sort of just like more just chatting. I haven't done a ton of the breakout rooms. Used Miro for the block week course and that was, that was sort of cool, but uh, limitations with that too. I think mostly just that we had such a big board. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's been Miro and Zoom. There's almost no escaping the Zoom. That's definitely pretty much everyone's number one right now. Yeah. Um, and then do you have a favorite resource for remote learning? Like is there somewhere that you look for tips or inspiration? Uh, no, I'd say it's more just sort of like... Just sort of flowing with what's coming at you? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, fair enough. Not really, not really like actively seeking it, but if I come across it. Yeah. Um, like, for example, having used Miro, I had the idea that we might use, I think there's some Miro games. Oh. Um, that we might use for our social night this Friday. Okay. I didn't realize yeah. that that existed. That's cool. Yeah. And it, there's sort of just like color and image. Uh, by just adding like one co color circle at a time and everyone sort of does it uh, on the same board. So it's other things like that or like, yeah, check it, check it out. Maybe I'll send you the link. Yeah, definitely. That's great. So, okay. My last question is the big mm -hmm. one. Um, and obviously it's all about uncertainty right now. We don't even know what's going to happen in the next week pretty much. Mm -hmm. um, but what do you expect higher education might look like in 10 years? Or what do you hope? Yeah, so you know, I thought about this before. And um, my sort of understanding for 
for universities is that you know they they already have their buildings and uh, there's also just like i believe pressure within the university you know from all their businesses and and uh probably even the props too it's just like the university itself wants to get back into in-person mm -hmm. i can't imagine them wanting to just be like okay well you know we're selling our buildings we're just leaving them vacant or something like that so assuming that at some point the pandemic sort of ends if there's vaccine or some better treatment or something like that then uh, i imagine it will go mostly back to normal um and then it's it's tough too because i feel like the hybrid model of in-person and online is really tough and and like the idea of having maybe 90% of people back in class, but some people living afar doing the class, like I don't really see that as maybe viable or even desire. Yeah, I don't know. So I, I think things will go basically back to normal. Mm -hmm. It seems like we're overall realizing that, I mean, you know, we knew before the value of experiential learning and, and doing things, right? And, and being there in person. But I, I think more and more people are, realizing the importance of the smaller aspects of, of being there like being able to read responses from the people around you like you know even body cues and things like that just understanding what's going on amongst your peers and and from your instructor and and learning through mm -hmm. those kind of experiences and smaller discussions that aren't necessarily happening on zoom so um yeah it's it's interesting that you your response is if the world returns to normal, when the world returns to normal, that school will as well, because um, that's a response that I haven't necessarily seen from other conversations, but I mm -hmm. absolutely feel the same way. So, um, or that's at least what I hope. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and um, I think too, it's like everyone's definitely in their habits right now and like working from home can be sort of nice. Yeah. But I think it's sort of just like, as soon as the school says, okay, we have in-person classes and you have to be there. I think it'll be basically like, I'm not saying that this is a vacation, but it'll sort of be like summer vacations over, you know, you're in your habits and you feel like, oh, how would I ever go back to school? Yeah. But then first day of school, you're like, okay, I guess I'm getting up and going. And then before <laughs> you know it, it's uh, you're back in your, in your, uh, in your, your commuter and your whatever habits. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been so long now that this definitely just seems normal at the moment. So you're right, it's going to be an enormous shift. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think it like, I think it is too. It's, you know, as soon as everyone doesn't have to do Zoom, like the people who, who go in aren't going to want to have that digital component. Like if most people yeah. are in person, then it's going to be sort of consensus of like, okay, well, like, you know, we're doing this in person now. I don't know. Yeah, so that's sort of most of my personal experience in terms of student association stuff. Yeah, it's been it's been tricky to do we do all virtual stuff in the realm of like, well, there's already so much screen time is trying to push a lot of social screen time. Like, you know, like that's something we can do, but it's still more screen time. For sure. Yeah. Um, are you finding if, people yeah. are responsive to those sort of things like do you, do you get the impression that people are excited about and are craving um, the digital sessions or a mix I say like less so yeah but some people you know same thing with the the first year students is it's definitely hardest for them and it's definitely hardest for people in different time zones 
Absolutely, yeah. Um, that's a monumental challenge, I think. Um, and again, one that is another reason why I think everything can't be digital forever because it's just, it's not, it's not sustainable for a person to be on a 12 hour different time zone. But yeah, I'd say like, for example, our AGM mm-hmm. had like a lower turnout than uh, had it been in person. Right. Yeah. And then the other thing too is like, if we do in-person things, then uh, is that something we should advocate for? Because then it's exclusive and it's, it's only giving socialization to people who feel comfortable doing so. So it's a bit of a catch-22. That situation is maybe something that does point to a mixed or hybrid sort of model, but obviously we're not in the situation now to, to be doing too much in person anyway, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. Those are all the questions that I had. Is there anything mm-hmm. else that came to mind or that you want to add to the conversation? Yeah. Um, again, from so heard from suits is just that the, uh, the software trying to learn a new software over zoom is a real challenge oh yeah absolutely real real challenge uh you know because you can't have any of that sidebar like hey i'm looking at your screen because i i'm behind a step and the uh the instructor has a harder time telling where everybody's at Mm -hmm. and uh and all that so um it's not like i'm doing that this term but that was like a significant thing from from the survey is that trying to teach software over zoom is really hard to do Yeah, it's interesting that you've obviously got this uh, student insight from from that first year perspective as well as to what, I guess, what the masses are saying about their experience. And yeah, like we've said a couple times over, I'm sure that first year experience is very tough. I can't imagine what they're going through, honestly. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, yeah, thank you so much for joining me and answering the questions. It's been really great to hear from you and and get your insights on this subject. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. And uh, good luck with the the research. Thanks so much. Um, Hopefully you get some non-screen time today (laughs) and me as well. Yeah, let's uh, let's make a point of it. (laughs) All right. Take care. You too. This episode was produced by Talon. You can find the video of the interview and more at talencloud.ca. The Talon project is funded by the Richard Parker Initiative. It is hosted at the School of Architecture, Planning and Landscape at the University of Calgary. Thank you for listening.